Vaccinating people in urban or peri-urban areas is relatively easy. Where things get complicated is getting the vaccine to people in rural and remote areas. For that reason, some governments have partnered with private companies to implement innovative solutions. One of such partnerships has been that between the Ghanaian government and Zipline. Zipline was founded in 2014 to solve the access problem globally through the use of drone technology. Since then, they have partnered with the Rwandan government to support the blood delivery network within the country and conducted on-demand home delivery for retail companies like Walmart. But more recently, they have partnered with the Ghanaian government to help deliver COVID-19 vaccines to remote areas. In this episode, I speak with Kwaku Amwatin and Sami Akufu of Zipline Ghana to understand the nature of Zipline's contribution to the COVID-19 vaccinations. So my name is Kwaku Kusi Amwatin. Uh, I'm the community lead for Zipline Ghana. My name is Samuel Akufu and um, I'm the country operations lead for fulfillment, uh, which is another department at Zipline. Um, fulfillment is the team that is responsible for the health facing part of the operation, where um, it's a team that engages the health facilities that we serve. Um, the hospitals, the health centers, and, the, and, and all that. It's also the team that prepares the packages in our fulfillment warehouses, and then receives the orders, and then prepares the packages, and then sends them out to um, the customers, and also engages with the customers, train them, and onboard them, and also responsible for stakeholder engagement with respect to the suppliers that we work with, and the other governments, um, stakeholders that are involved in our operations and so i lead that team across the country um, um, involved in that, that, that process i think it's important that we highlight this partnership with the Ghanaian government because it further emphasizes the promise that public-private partnerships hold in successfully carrying out large-scale vaccinations and other public health interventions Welcome to Where the Health Are We, the podcast about Africa, healthcare, and everything in between. I'm your host, Chinamaram Ejirika. Now, can you give us some background on Zipline as a company? What services does the company offer and which countries does the company operate in currently? Okay. So, um, Zipline is an area logistics company that supply medical products, uh, blood and vaccines to health centers. Currently, Zipline is um, within Ghana, Rwanda, Nigeria, and US. We have like one heading to Japan uh, very soon. And so we currently have like a five countries that we work with. But for Ghana in particular, we are working with the government of Ghana, specifically Ministry of Health, 
um, to deliver uh, medical products, um, blood and vaccines to health facilities like uh, Sami was talking about, which they are the solely responsible for that. And so for now, that's what Zipline is. Um, I think as we, we are going forward, there's a lot of use cases or things that we've been doing over the period of time in supporting the government of Ghana. And I'm sure Sami will shed more light in that regard as to our services that we run in the country and some of the new use cases that even led us into the vaccination, you know, sending COVID uh, vaccines to health centers for vaccination. So Zipline is, as Abwati said, is an aerial logistics company. Um, they're basically a logistics company. Um, what we do is that once we engage, um, we are currently seven, uh, as you said, five countries. Um, we work out of distribution centers. And so um, our distribution centers can cover or fly to areas within an 80 kilometer radius. Right. And so um, within the geographical um, location that we find ourselves in, it will determine the number of um, distribution centers that we will site. And um, we integrate our operations within the health systems of the country that we are serving. And that uh, ensures that we don't, we don't, um, we don't impose our, our technology but we integrate with the already existing supply system to optimize it uh, to make sure that uh, the patient at the end of the supply chain uh, or at the downstream is getting the medication they need for time. And so that is basically what our mission and we are just trying to make sure that um, there's, there's always access to medications and there's instant delivery of any medication that is requested by uh, for a patient, uh, whether it's an emergency or it's, a, it's an out-of-stock need uh, for any particular product. And so um, that is basically what we do. And we currently work in Ghana out of um, six distribution centers. Um, we'll be expanding to have um, two more this year to make it eight across Ghana. Um, we'll be launching operations in Nigeria uh, pretty soon. Um, this year, and um, there are a few other countries in Africa that we are also looking at, but we are already working in Rwanda as well, but we have two distribution centers there. Um, so that, that's that's a lot about the supply that I can talk about. Okay. So moving on to how Zipline is helping out with the COVID-19 vaccinations, um, I just want to talk about something first. Um, so first, can you describe the nature of the problem Zipline has identified globally um, with regards to the COVID-19 vaccinations, and even more specifically in Ghana? Okay, so globally, um, it's not a secret that the vaccines that production is not, the production capacity is not meeting the, the demand. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot more people who need the vaccine than we are producing, right? It's because we don't have enough um uh, global manufacturers that have, have produced the quantities that we need to meet the, the world's demand, right? And so that is already a problem. Now, aside that problem of capacity not meeting demand, movement of the of these delicate pro products to the end of the supply chain is also another problem because you are dealing with um, proteinaceous material that. Um, based on the, the manufacturer, they have different te temperature requirements. So Pfizer, um, 
Pfizer as a manufacturer has its own temperature requirements for its own vaccine. Moderna might have a different one. And um, it's interesting to know that in the developed countries, um, this might not be so much of the problem, but in the developing countries um, and the underdeveloped countries, it is a problem because not so many health facilities have the infrastructure in place to be able to store these uh, uh, specialized medications. Um, at the same time, the transportation of these medications from one point to the other may not be the best. There are chances that on your way to deliver it, some could even get broken, right? Maintaining the whole chain right from manufacturer all the way to the point where the vaccine gets into the arm of a patient is very critical to these patients and um, if you're not, sh- you not careful the coaching can easily get broken um, at any point in time when you don't have the, the required temperature to maintain temperature uh, maintaining the equipment to maintain it the coaching chain the first problem is manufacturing no media capacity second second is a transportation challenge uh, a logistics challenge which is um, much bigger in the developing and other developing um, other developed countries in Ghana, which is um, which I'll say is a, it's still a developing country. Um, if you look at it critically, we are a population of about thirty million people, right? So the but the vaccines, the volume of vaccines that we have received as a country in general is not uh, enough at the moment. We are yet to even get, get enough to populate to even about after about two percent of the population. Now that is not a huge quantity of vaccine, but the the technical nature of the of the transportation and the, the hard to reach nature of some of the locations that you have to send these vaccines to makes it difficult logistically to send them. And storage is also a problem because some of these require that you keep them within a short period of time. For example, uh, for some of the vaccines, once you open it up, you have to use it within a specific period or it goes bad, right? And so. And the, the vaccine already is a limited resource. So taking it to um, some hard to reach location where they don't have the um, requisite equipment to, to store these these vaccines is um, is in a way going to lead to spoilage because once they open it up and use it, they might not use it again or they might not use it within the time frame. It might not be kept within the, the right temperature requirements. And so the transportation is very critical to the point that doing a just-in-time delivery where they just receive it, use it, and then they are done is, is, is a great solution. That is where supply comes in. That is uh, what has made us really popular because we operate a just-in-time system where once the, the drone drops the package, you pick it up, you use it, and then you move on. You, have, you don't need to worry about the storage or whatever comes after. You just order what you need and you use it. Right, so the zipline offers more of a pool system than a push system because the push system, which is the traditional ground logistics, which is which we complement, we don't uh, work in parallel to that, we complement that service. The ground service is a push system where you just push a certain quantity and they're based on a requisition that maybe has been made, and you are hoping that the, uh, the quantity will be enough. If it's not, it means you have to push again. There's a chance that you might be piling, stockpiling, which could lead to spoilage. But using aerial logistics allows you to have a more flexible system where you can send only what you need just in time. And then if you do need more, 
on the ground. You can also ask for more. And then exactly what you need to be sent to you as and when you need it instantly. Um, without um, you being worried about storage and spoilage and all those other issues. So that is how Zipline comes into the picture. When you look at the whole manufacturing and logistics challenge we are facing with a distribution challenge that there is with um, COVID-19 vaccines. Mm. All right. So in your response right now, you kind of mentioned this, but um, I just want you to like, you know, say it a bit more explicitly so that people know, you know, what you're talking about when you say area and like drones, all these different things. So what solutions has a zipline developed to counter these challenges that you just mentioned right now? Okay. So um, zipline, uh, as we mentioned earlier on, is an aerial logistics company. So we develop drones. Um, which do um, a delivery a, a, a delivery drop and then returns to base. So our drones are not the the quadcopter type drones that people uh, know are used for taking pictures at events and all that. Mm. Our drones are quite robust. They are fixed wing uh, drones where um, it has a payload of about two kilograms. Where you can fit in um, quite um, enough stock of vaccines, to, uh, enough to, 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 to hold a clinic for a period. And so um, the package, which is about uh, uh, approximately two kilos, is inserted into the belly of the drone, the fixed wing drone. And our drones run on battery, right? So there, there's a body, there's a battery, and there's a wing. All these parts can be removed and interfixed with other other parts. It's not um, completely fixed as a body that you cannot um, replace. So you can use any body for any wing, any battery for any body, that type of system. And so once um, we receive an order, it's an emergency, or maybe there's an out-of-stock need for, and they need re, uh, a resupply of any product, or maybe they've gone below their minimum order quantity that they should have at their facility, and so they need to top up their stock. Once they call calls the client, the fulfillment team will prepare the package, um, do a confirmation and everything, and then we launch our drones from a distribution center, which um, houses our flight operations team, which is where we keep the drones and the launch system and all the batteries, as well, uh, which is which is located, which is um, fixed to. A fulfillment warehouse where we store our medications, the fridges, uh, all the cold, cold chain um, equipment, and all that. The drones can fly up to 80 kilometers uh, um, to, as delivery, and they fly 80 kilometers back. And so they can stay in the air for a total of 160 kilometers. Um, so 80 kilometers in and 80 kilometers out. Um, these drones are uh, unmanned. So once um, they are launched, we only monitor their movements, but nobody really controls their movements. And we have created routes um, all through um, the locations that the distribution centers, locations that we serve, to a part, right at the particular facility. So the drones do not land; they get to the health facility, they come down to about 28 meters, they drop the package, and then they turn around and come back to base. So. That is what we do. That that's the technology that we operate. Mm. And so you said that, so these drones um, do they go to like a more central distribution center, and then from there, from the distribution center, it goes like through the push 
um, system you were talking about, or does it go straight to individual clinics? So it goes straight to individual clinics. So our okay. distribution center is, is the central point. We usually locate our distribution center in an area which can cover some of the most critical health facilities within the 80 kilometer radius. So as a logistics company, what we do is that we integrate our service, we integrate our service within that of the national supply chain. And so wherever we find ourselves, we take stocks from the in Ghana, we take stocks from the regional medical stores, which is the government's medical stores, or um, for medical products and vaccines and all that. What that does is that uh, we are complementing the ground supply. So once the ground supply uh, comes to a health facility, the next time you see that ground supply go there is probably two to three months later. In between that period, when the facility goes below their stock, a certain level of stock levels, what it means is that it wouldn't be too rash now for the truck to come all the way to that particular facility just to give them a few stocks to top up. What we do is we fill in the gap using, so the order from us, we give them stocks until the, 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 the truck or the ground logistics comes again to give them a full stock. So the drone system and the land, the ground logistics complements itself complement each other very well in a way just to ensure that there's never a time when health facilities do not have stocks. And so you realize that the ground logistics has an advantage, um, which is it can carry a huge stock of products delivered to you. However, the drone uh, drone systems cannot carry huge stocks as compared to the truck because we are flying them and in flying when you are doing um, area logistics, weight is a huge uh, part of it. And so that's the advantage to the truck system. But the, when you flip it, the drones are also a bit more responsive because once there's an emergency, we can go faster. We can go and come multiple times within a short period of time. And so and it's more economical in the sense that if a patient or a hospital needs just one or two packs of a product, it wouldn't make sense for you to put that product in a huge truck and drive all the way there just to give it to them. It doesn't make economic sense. Yeah, so... That is the advantage and disadvantage of both systems complementing each other to make sure that there's an optimized system. So that is what we uh, we do. So we integrate, we integrate our system with the national blood service, the regional medical stores, and then the vaccine suppliers to make sure that whenever they are procuring for stocks, they, they, they keep us in mind and then they procure some volumes for us as well so that we, once we keep a part of their stocks at our central um, warehouse, whenever customers are on the field that they need products, we send it to them and then at the end of the month we send back reports to these suppliers that we've sent this, your, your products to these locations and then the reconciliation can be done. So in effect, the, to the health facilities, they receive products from the ground logistics, from air log, air, air, aerial logistics. It's the same product from just was coming from different sources, different suppliers, but it's the they, they get the benefits of having a product whenever they need it. And like how much of an impact have zipline solutions had on the COVID-19 vaccinations in Ghana? And 
uh, to give like a way to view this, you can think of metrics like, you know, how many doses have been delivered using Zipline's um, drone services, for instance, or um, how many hours per, maybe of like flight time has been completed to deliver the vaccines. As of now, we've delivered around 500,000 doses of COVID-19 vaccines across different communities in Ghana. And um, I don't have the flight time, but I, what I do okay. is that we have, um, we are located within, um, we have we currently have six distribution centers right in Ghana, located in about six different regions in, in Ghana. And we have delivered vaccines in all our distribution centers, meaning that all these geographical areas have had a touch of the um, or have had volumes of COVID-19 vaccines going there, which is good. And this has happened within a short period of time. And if the if the government had to uh, do it solely by ground logistics, it would have taken like a a huge requirement in infrastructure to to actually do it and get it done faster. For example, our distribution center in the Western North region. Um, the Western North region is a new region that was created out of the Western region in Ghana. And so they currently do not have a hub for solely managing their vaccines. They don't have a, a vaccine um, uh, warehouse yet. And so with Zipline being in that region, Zipline is more like the de facto um, cold chain, cold room in there. And the government is comfortable with that, using Zipline as, for that. And so Zipline in that region distributes all the vaccines within the region. Right. So... I can confidently say that all the COVID vaccines that were distributed in the Western region were, were distributed by Zipline. So you can tell how uh, uh, how much impact we are making within that region as well. Same for um, our distribution centers in, in, the, in the... There's a new region called OT region, which was cut out of the Volta region. There's also an area where there's a lot of um, um, islands and water bodies. So... They hadn't started their COVID distribution pretty, um, they didn't start it much, much early, but once they started their COVID distribution, Zipline has started operations there. So it was easier to just give Zipline the stocks and then Zipline distributed it there. So if you look at it critically, Zipline has, based on the data we have, Zipline has distributed at least 25% of all the vaccines that have been, the COVID-19 vaccines that have been delivered um, um, in the country as of now, based on the locations that we are serving. And that is uh, quite uh, an amount. Uh, mm, yeah, so I agree. More than 25% of the vaccines we have delivered in the country Ghana has been delivered by Zipline, which is um, a huge volume. Aside that, we also do delivery of regular vaccines. So delivery of COVID-19 vaccines wasn't like a, it wasn't a new terrain for us because we delivered the regular immunization vaccines, which we have already delivered over 4 billion doses since we started operations in Ghana. So... Um, vaccine delivery, coaching, storage, and coaching delivery is something that we have already gained a lot of experience in doing since started operations in Ghana, and I must say that we successful. And the government of Ghana has actually also seen a lot of impact in that area. Mm. All right. So, thinking about COVID nineteen vaccine rollouts right now, are there any gaps that you see in in the rollouts and is there a way you see the private sector coming in to fill in those gaps? Yeah, I think um, the point is that we all want the COVID to go away 
uh, go away really quick. So the faster we can get everyone to to do the vaccination, the better. So we are. Let's just say the whole world is in a hurry to to get the vaccines to to everyone in any corner of the of the part of the world. But the biggest challenge so far, I generally I think, has been um, has been the logistics, right? If you take away Ghana, even other countries that are coming on board, once they see what Ghana has done with COVID-19 vaccines, they want to get on board because they have similar challenges where they are. And um, if you if you if you look at like Nigeria, for instance, Nigeria is going to be big because they also have similar challenges. They're going to be starting operations in Kaduna and Cross River State. Cross River also has a lot of rivers and water bodies in that area. So the biggest challenge is the problem is the problem is the first problem as i mentioned earlier on, which is manufacturing manufacturing not meeting the demand that's that's one problem but you can produce it but how do you move the stocks to some of these little corners around the world to make sure that everyone is receiving it that that's a problem because covid took everyone by surprise so most health systems were not ready logistically to to do this kind of work which is which is basically time bound because once you receive the vaccines from Covax or from Gavi, you you have a specific time frame you want to push it out because you want to make sure that they are still wholesome. So, you when the COVID happened, most most health systems were not prepared. They didn't have the logistics machinery to do this within a a, a time bound type of uh, period, and so. But doing the, the distribution of the vaccines is like the biggest space, and private sector can really support. I think any any private organization that is in, is involved in doing logistics, whether ground or aerial, is going to be a huge support uh, to, to to the world at this point. Um, the already existing big ones like UPS and um, DHL and some of these other. Uh, um, already existing logistics partners they are already um, doing a lot but if we had more of these um, logistics um, companies whether ground or aerial it is the biggest piece to the puzzle if we want to quickly get to, to that point because um, the manufacturing gap I'm sure eventually we will we'll, we'll get it done eventually we might find a solution it might not be immediately but gradually gradually we will produce the quantity that we need but how do you move it now, that's a problem and because if you also produce a huge quantity and you don't move it in time yeah. the wholesomeness of, of what you produce is also going to go bad and then and then you'd have wasted resources so you the production that you are making must 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 align to the speed at which you are also distributing it and the speed currently is not there for a lot of countries because the, the, the infrastructure is not it's not there and that is the biggest opportunity for private for private sector to take advantage of yeah mm, okay so to round us off here in thinking about strengthening the vaccine supply chains are there other ways you, you think zipline um can be involved or are there other ways that zipline plans to engage with the um, vaccine rollouts um, with the vaccine rollouts basically yes so um all this would not be possible if if we didn't have if we were not working with a government that was like forward thinking and very open to to engage 
but the government of Ghana is very um, forward thinking, very open to engage. The health stakeholders are always open to, to understand uh, and, and see where we, we fit in. And so, for us, um, it's a continuous health systems integration uh, challenge for us to see where we, we can fit um, and be able to support. And so, um, we've already done a lot in uh, in helping to um, to support the COVID nineteen vaccinations, but there's still for our new our new distribution centers that we have we are yet to do a lot more with uh, some of the hard to reach areas and the areas on the islands. There are still a lot more islands in Ghana that uh, we haven't reached yet, and so we it's going to be a focus this year to be able to cover more customers, be able to reach more places. That's something that we are looking at. Generally, across even Ghana and, uh, and even across the globe, we are also looking to get more, <coughs> get into other countries that have a similar, um, have similar um, logistics challenges like 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 Ghana has. But generally, it's going to depend on the kind of government you are working with because you need to be a, <laughs> a visionary to want to integrate something this futuristic into your health because. You have to see it happen somewhere. It has to, it has to work, and, and it has to. It, it, it does make sense on paper, but up to now, lots of people still have doubts, but they haven't seen it with their eyes. So you need to be very visionary enough to be able to do that. But we still have a lot of improvements internally that we are making to our system to make us faster, to make us be able to go further um, above the eighty kilometers. Already in certain locations, we can actually go above the eighty kilometers to about ninety kilometers, which is good. Um, our teams are working around the clock to make sure that we have robust, more robust systems, batteries and body parts that will allow us to be able to do more than we are even doing now. That is also um, something that uh, is currently ongoing. So aside working with the health systems to try and integrate further and find more opportunities within the, the country where we can fit uh, and still support really well. We are also doing a lot of improvement to the technology itself to make sure that the technology itself uh, is robust and is, keeps, um, keeps improving so that we can be able to um, meet our um, SLAs and be able to get tighter with our internal metrics, which will eventually have a positive impact on how, how our customers um, experience our service. Yeah. Let me add to um, what Sami said. So in terms of supporting the government, um, sometimes disaster uh, issues, uh, we, we help. So sometimes um, we have some of the regions cut off because there's heavy rainfall and we have to open like a dam, which like cut out. Um, block people from moving from one end to the other and so some of these instances we have like uh, like only us delivering vaccines to like a whole hospital like a whole community is dependent on us to um, supply them with medical products and so sometimes some use cases um, we try to support the government with um, during the election time they had to move in with because of COVID they had to move in with PPEs to protect um, like people who will be conducting the election and all of that, we have to do it in just like a, a two days to be able to make sure that all these using area logistics have been moved to all within the shortest possible time. So there's a lot of use cases when it comes up that we used to support the government that uh, we are working with in regards to other other use cases.
yeah okay well thank thank you very much um kwaku and thank you sammy this has been this has been a pleasure welcome you're doing well well done That's all for this week. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Where the Health Are We? If you liked this episode, there's a few ways you can help us out. You can rate the podcast on the platform that you're listening on. You can share it with your friends and family. Or you can share it on social media as well. But preferably, (laughs) I think you should do all three. To keep up with the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And the links to those are in the video description. We're also on LinkedIn, so you can you can follow us on LinkedIn to stay connected. This episode was co-produced by me, Chinamarami Hijerika, and Brian Fleischer. It was mixed and engineered by me, Chinamarami Hijerika. The theme sound for this podcast was produced by Motio Gunshino. The artwork for this episode was created by Onion Ifedua. Thank you again for listening. I'm your host, Chinamarami Hijerika. And see you next week. Bye-bye.